You ever heard of Coulter Wall? Ever heard of John Wall, the block man? John Wall, <laughs> the block man. <laughs> that was his thing, right? John Wall. John the brick wall. <laughs> John, John Wall, the block man. Hello and welcome. To another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Bo Burnham's favorite football <laughs> podcast. That's right. I'm wow. joined once again, obviously, by my illustrious producer, Joe Teason. How's it going, Joe? It's going swell. Absolutely swell. Very good. Um, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Bo Burnham, actually. Really? Isn't it? Yeah. Um, no, Bo Burnham released uh, a Netflix special. Incredible. And it, yeah, I've watched it twice. Um, mm. Listened to the album Countless over times. and over. Yeah. And uh, real good. Real sad. Real sad. Real good. It's just, um, if you want to have a laugh and also maybe have a cry, uh, Bo Burnham's Inside is great. Make Happy, the one before that, also the same thing. You'll yeah. laugh, you'll cry. Yep. Uh, incredible music. Just so good. Um, but yeah, we're back. We're releasing an episode a little later Wait. than usual. Did you even did you even post to say we're? Releasing yeah, I know late? I did on Instagram. Oh, okay. uh, didn't post. Yeah, I posted on Instagram. Said no episode because of scheduling errors. Mm. Uh, <laughs> basically, yeah, basically we're busy all the time now. Yeah. Um, no, Joe, you had your bachelor party this weekend. Yeah, I did. Yeah, a year over a year. After over a year your- late. Yeah, I got married in May of last year. And I just had my bachelor party this week. Yeah. And it's, uh, I was the one planning it. So, so that I can, says everything you need to I know about Joe. That's, I mean, the fact that we can't even get this podcast up in time kind of shows. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense if you would, you know, say, okay, yeah, it makes sense that this guy would not be able to plan a bachelor party in a year. <laughs> um, so we're going to blame COVID for the this episode not being released yes. as well. Ex- absolutely. It just got lost in the mail, lost in the shuffle. Things are really busy right now with COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're so swamped. Actually, things just opened up, so we're not anymore. Okay, yeah. Uh, you didn't have to say that. Okay. Um, I think that Canada, people will just assume that Canada will be on lockdown forever. So <laughs> I'm, that's going to happen. Uh, but no, yeah, we had your bachelor party this weekend. It was a good time. It was really good. My uh, golfing, I won. I beat everybody. That's I, uh, not true. The night, the night, actually, one thing I do want to talk about is the night before that, we actually, you, oh, I, and gosh. a couple of friends, we played poker. We played mm-hmm. poker together. We poked together. And um, I won. I won it all. all right. The whole pot. The whole, every pot, actually. I had never lost a pot. Well, that's not true. And I ended up winning all the chips in the end, which is that's, all the money. Well, yes. We do. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we, and we let you, you, you know, we let you get a win. Uh, your bachelor party was this weekend. So we had to kind of be nice. And, you know, you're the youngest one there. We felt kind of bad for you. Uh, you know, we just recently let you hang out with us. So it was like kind of like. A, okay. Um, we were like, ah, oh, why don't we just, you know, make him feel yeah. like he's wanted here? Uh, and then you were kind of a kind of a jerk about winning. Yeah. So no, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did uh, I deserve it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. yeah I guess. Um, it's just every time we play, you know, and I I consider you probably my best friend other than my wife. Mm. Uh, but every time we play a game and there's multiple people involved, the only person that I want to lose is you. So okay. uh, <laughs> I don't know what you can take from that. Huh. <laughs> wow well, yeah you know it's just it's funny because the next day yeah 
you and I at my bachelor party, you played you and I played like five games of spike ball on yeah. the same team and we never lost. Could not be stopped. We could not be stopped. So we were on the same team then, then I was okay with it. Okay. I like you. I still like you as a friend. Yeah. It's just I want to beat you. I know that. So then we're on the same team. Yeah, we could it was just we dominated. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And actually I challenge anybody to spike ball. Yeah. Anybody listening to this podcast. Or pickleball. Pickleball, spike ball, uh basketball, soccer ball, soccer, soccer ball, uh, um, any ball. We will school mostly spike ball. Let's stick to maybe yeah, spike ball. That's for now. the big one. Yeah. But yeah. Uh yeah, so uh we'll be we'll be just chilling in Crystal Park uh, in Elmer, Ontario, Canada. Where we'll be there every evening. Uh just come on come on by from we'll, seven to nine. Seven, seven to nine. Uh and we'll we'll play in a little bit of spike yeah. ball. And we'll be warming up, so don't think like Yeah, don't we're just there. You better come warm because yeah. we'll be warmed up. We're not gonna we're not gonna give you a chance to warm up. No. There's gonna be a rally for serve, we're gonna get gonna get right into it. All right. Yeah. Mercy, mercy serves. Mer- yeah, C- courtesy, courtesy serves. Don't, courtesy serves. We don't we don't want any of that garbage. You know, if you have to to serve it hard, uh, you know, what are you trying to prove? Yeah, you're not that good at spike ball. Yeah, you're just good at serving. You're not yeah. good at spike ball. That's like the that's you know, yeah, you're you're scared for what we might do if you want to serve it hard at us. Yeah, um, yeah, we're gonna talk about football at some point on this podcast. We actually got a jam-packed show for you guys today. Oh, so it's gonna be a long one. <laughs> it's gonna be a long one, like all of them. Of course. Uh, we're gonna hit the news. A lot of mini camp holdouts and stuff. Contract negotiations, new contracts being signed, uh, rumors here and there. Uh, gonna get into um, talking. Uh, thanks for acknowledging my voice crack with that face, okay. Joe. Um, <laughs> Also, I'm going to give you guys, we're going to get into a segment where I, I did it last year. It was um, players that are ready to be superstars. So players that will join the superstar club. There's, there's in the NFL, there's stars, there's really good players, and then there's superstars. There's the guys that even, even this fool knows. Even this guy who's choking on his orange juice as yeah. we speak. <clears throat> Almost. Yeah. I, like name, I, name NFL players that you know. Pat Mahiney, um, <laughs> I think um, that, uh, just that's it, eh? Just, <laughs> you're just Pat Mahomes and you just made a joke about it and you can't name any more. No. I this just, is episode what? 57? Seven? Yeah. And you have one. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. That's um, insane that you would even know that one. He doesn't even, he hasn't Devin played Devin Booker. Devin Booker is a basketball player. Curtis Mayfield. Curtis Mayfield, not a player. Um, um, that's okay. Okay, name like you have to narrow it down. You got to do like positions. Who's the, you can't just who's say. Who's the quarterback for your team that's supposed to be your favorite team? Lamar Jackson. There you go, Lamar Jackson. So he would definitely be a superstar because you but know his But he pooped his pants last year. How can he be my favorite player if he, pooped <laughs> his, if he pooped his pants on live television? Yeah, that's embarrassing, man. You got to maybe t- reassess. Maybe we should. Every year, you should have a new favorite team. And you I know, know this year, I think it's going to be like the okay. Suns whoa, or whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, don't, I just peeked. Don't scream. I, 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 I got to tell you this. If you're going to scream, okay. don't do it directly into your mic. You got to go, whoa, 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 I'm whoa, whoa. Sorry. I'm not as experienced like as you. I've, you obviously haven't hosted as many or podcasts as you. like that. Okay. All right. I just don't want you to spoil what your favorite team was. We could milk this. I was going to say the Suns. Okay. The Phoenix Suns. Yes. Basketball team. That's actually funny that you bring up basketball. Oh. Because we have a new edition of what does... Joe, no. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with everybody's what favorite ever. I podcast. even forgot about this. Yeah, segment, I man. honestly did too. You've got to be kidding me. Everybody's favorite podcast segment where we test Joe's knowledge. It's usually on football, but we're switching it up right now because I said so. I think I know um, basketball better than football. I, I think TBH. Listen, this is a this is an easy one. And honestly, I think you should be able to get it. So, like, you feel like you know basketball what, pretty what? well. What's name, my prize? Name some basketball players real quick. Oh, my goodness. Don't even get me started. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. LeBron James. LeBron. Um, what's that really ugly looking feller? Anthony Davis? No, Trey Young. Trey Young. Yeah. All um, right. Ugh. Anthony Davis is not that ugly. He's underrated. He's actually, no, He's it's just the unibrow. Um, yeah, and then we got my all-time favorite. The one you just said? That. <laughs> What do you one do? guy, the one dude. Ah, uh, what's his name? Uh, well, I don't know. He played for the Nets for a while. James Harden? Oh, no. D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell. That's D'Angelo. my man. Do you know what team he plays on right now? Uh, last I checked, he was playing for the Grizzlies. No, close. No. It's an animal, kind of like a grizzly. Oh, the Bears? No. <laughs> the Chicago, Chicago, the Chicago, Chicago or Bears? otherwise? Chicago or otherwise? Uh, no, he plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, you like D'Angelo Russell? That's, I love him. He's been your favorite player. Um, you said Devin Booker. You never even mentioned him this time. Oh yeah, Devin Booker. He plays for the Phoenix. Michael Jordan. The Phoenix, okay. Um. No. Okay. Well, I think I think you've proved your point. Yeah. James Harden. James Harden. I gave you that one. So that one's not really. He doesn't really count. That long guy, Draymond Green. He's not the guy I was thinking of. But a <laughs> different guy. guy. Who's Pug. the ghoul? What's his name? The Grim Reaper. The, great, the Slim Reaper. Yeah. Slim Reaper. KD. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Durant. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin Durant. You yeah. know, what's his name? Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Wow, you know basketball pretty well. I do. I think you'll kill it. Honestly, I, I think you'll get this one pretty I easily. I will. I wanted to make an easy one because we haven't done this segment for a while. I might bring it back a few times. I love it. I feel like it's good off-season talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not doing football this time. This is the first time that it's not. It's basketball. It can be literally anything. Anything. But pop, I, it's pop but, culture But the movies. rules, I forgot. The rules of this are... Um, it has to be a question that I would very easily know the answer to. Okay. So that's that's so how what, we kind of narrow it down to football. So what you're saying is you know more about basketball and football. Well, than I just I, do. I think most things I know more, but most things than you. Just um, say the question. So the question is: there are seven teams remaining in the NBA playoffs as we squeak. Uh, the Denver Nuggets were eliminated last night, so oh, no. there's no longer eight teams. There's Seven teams currently. The Suns have moved on. I just gave you a team right there off the bat. Uh, moved on to the next round. So there's seven teams. I have eight teams written down. Uh, which one of these teams is... No, listen up. It's not as hard as you think. I'm going to make it a lot easier than you think. I'm not going to ask you which teams are remaining. Which team on this list is not only not in the NBA playoffs... But not in the NBA at all. They're not even an NBA team. Oh, I'm gonna ace. I think it. you should, honestly. Shan't I? Don't answer too quickly because okay. you've gotten in trouble doing that. So make sure you okay. think about it. Okay. So you ready for the for the eight teams? I am. You want to write it down? No. Nope. No. Okay. All right. So team number one is the Atlanta Hawks. Team number two is the Philadelphia 76ers. Team number three is the Brooklyn Nets. Team number four, the Milwaukee Bucks. Team number five, 
the Utah Jazz, six, the Seattle Mariners, seven, the LA Clippers, and eight, the Phoenix Suns. So with that first read through, how are you feeling? I think good. You think good? You think you got it? Yeah. You don't want me to read them over another time. You're you do. Fit. I have to. I have to. You can have I two? look? Can I? Can I make a phone call? Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you or what you're gonna do. Can I look one thing up? Uh. Well. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Bless you. I held up my finger to say pause. Okay. Anyway. Uh, what do you want to look up? Just to see if one of them that I'm thinking is a football team or not. No. No. You can't do that. Is one of them a football no, team? One, uh, you can't do any. You, you cannot. You can't Google things. How the heck is that gonna work? No. Okay. Listen. I'm gonna. Pu- I'm gonna go through it one more time. Quicker right, this time. Yeah. I'm gonna go quicker. So I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna do the numbers. Atlanta Hawks, Philadelphia 76ers, Brooklyn Nets, Milwaukee Bucks, Utah Jazz, Seattle Mariners, L.A. Clippers, Phoenix Suns. What is your answer? Maybe just, you know, go process the elimination. Which ones do you know for sure are basketball teams? Obviously, the Suns, the Jazz, the Bucks. Um, I thought the Jazz might trip you up. That's good that you got really? that right off the bat. Oh, yeah. So the Jazz, Suns, the Bucks. I feel like um, I know which teams you're probably struggling with. You still have you, two, you think? Yeah. Which teams are those? Uh, two that I'm... It's the the Hawks and the Mariners. Hawks and the Mariners. Atlanta Hawks. I thought the Hawks were a football team. Seattle Mariners. Oh, I'm thinking about the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, and then Seattle Mariners. So it's getting real confusing for you here. Seattle. What? Where is Seattle again? Seattle's in Washington. In Washington. You were really hoping it was in Atlanta, weren't you? <laughs> final answer: Seattle Mariners. Seattle Mariners is your final answer, and that answer. Is 100% correct, Joe. I knew That's it. That's right. Not only is that team not an NBA team, they've never been an NBA team because they are a baseball team. Ah, I yeah, knew it. I you knew didn't. it. You didn't know. I could have. You didn't, though. I could have known. You didn't know. Uh, okay. You thought they were a football team. Oh, well, and by the way, the Atlanta Hawks, I think the reason you thought they were a football team is because there's a football team called the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, yeah. and they're both birds. Yeah, very oh, similar birds, man. very similar colors. Yeah. Same city. Yeah. Trey Young plays for the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. Yeah, that was yep. really good, Joe. Congratulations. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. You win today. What did episode. I win? Well, just you just win the episode. Okay. So you get to talk about the news today. And, uh, All right. Um, so First up in the news, OJ is going back to prison. <laughs> um, they um, found out he actually did it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Turns out, turns out he really did do it. It was him yeah. uh, all along. Turns out the glove, it didn't have to fit. Didn't have to uh, fit. He could still sometimes, have killed him. Sometimes the glove doesn't have to fit. Yeah, the glove turns out doesn't have to fit to murder somebody in cold blood. Yeah. So uh, no, good job, Joe. Congratulations. Have you ever looked at the murder pictures from? Uh, that? Okay, let's not maybe get into that. Okay. <laughs> Why don't we just jump into the news? As we get into the slower period of the NFL offseason, a lot of the news that we have is going to be contract-related, some of it trade-related, some of it contract holdout-related. We have Julio Jones recently being traded. We talked about that on last week's episode. If you guys have not listened to that, make sure you guys check that out. Uh, But uh, speaking of trade rumors, 
Uh, Deshaun Watson has not been in the news in a while. It's gone quite quiet since he's since he has um, been going through this legal battle. For those of you that don't know, maybe you've been living under a rock, or maybe you just haven't been paying attention to football uh, in a few months. Deshaun Watson was disgruntled in Houston. Uh, he was the Houston Texans quarterback, um, one of the best quarterbacks, probably a top. He was definitely a top five quarterback last year. Led the led the league in passing yards on a on a terrible Houston Texans team. Uh, made it abundantly clear he did not want to be in Houston anymore. Uh, this off season, he demanded a trade. Uh, did not like the direction that the the organization was going. And right as that happened, uh, around twenty two sexual assault allegations from masseuses came out against him that he allegedly uh, sexually harassed them, sexually assaulted them. Uh, and since then, the trade rumors obviously died down. Nobody wants to trade for somebody uh, when they're going through that much legal trouble. Um, and uh, we haven't talked about that much on the podcast. And Joe, I would like to get your opinion just a little bit. This is not what I was really going to talk about. But just the fact that this guy has 22 sexual assault allegations from 22 different masseuses. Masusai. Masusai. Masusis. Yeah. Um, that's insane. I'm at 22. Imagine yeah. getting massaged from 22 different people. Yeah. How do you even have that many massages? Yeah. That would, okay. That would be so hard to get that many, that many. Like, that would, I feel like you'd have to really go out of your way. Jeffrey Epstein did a lot of that too. Masseuse stuff? Well, I mean, he got other girls to. Uh, masseuse him and, uh, and listen we're not comparing jeffrey epstein no, to no. Sean watson all these are still alleged allegations nothing's been proven it's uh but i just find it completely absurd and like most nfl players are like that too it's like i had a masseuse like this nfl player is talking like former nfl players saying like i had a masseuse in my playing career but like one like 22 is insane mm-hmm. that's like almost one for every day of the month yeah man that's so many masseuses how often does he get masseused Mas- <laughs> That's, yeah, you'd have to be a lot, right? I understand he's a professional athlete, but like, that's, At some point. that's a, that's a yeah. lot. I mean, wow. Or do you think that he has so many because each one kind of said, I don't want to work with you anymore because that's, oh. that could be it as well. But like, you think like, uh, and again, these are all alleged allegations. Nothing is, have been proven. Nothing is, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Uh, but like. You think that he would eventually be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this because, like, I have to get a new masseuse almost every week. Yeah. And it's like, it's going to get out eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, yeah, I just thought that was crazy. 22 or maybe it's more or less. I'm not sure. It's around 20-something masseuses, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But anyways, Deshaun Watson, it's been kind of quiet. A lot of people think that he's going to eventually, sometime shortly, uh, he's going to settle these cases. So he's going to pay off the women and it's just going to be over. Um and uh, what was that? Uh, no, I had something unrelated. I just remembered something that has to do with me and you. I was going to talk about before we talked about football. Okay. Uh, do you still want to talk about it? Um, we don't have to right we now. We can talk about it at the end. You sure. About? Okay. So stay tuned to the end of the podcast for riveting conversation. That's with, called baiting, right? Yeah, it's uh, well, or not, is that something? It's called a tease. Like a pre- okay. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to live radio. Um, but uh, Deshaun Watson has gone qu- quiet. The, the 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 news around him has gone cold because of that. A lot of people think that he's going to settle in the upcoming weeks. The NFL has not really done anything besides conduct an investigation. There's been no findings, uh, no suspensions, no nothing. He hasn't been put on the commissioner exempts list, nothing like that. Um, 
but uh, there's there's been constant rumors that there would still potentially be teams that want to trade for um, for Deshaun Watson, even with these allegations. I mean, if you trade for him, you're trading at you would get him at an all time low price. I mean, we're talking before all of this, he probably would have gone for th- more, three or more first round picks. At this point, who knows? It w- it would be a depleted. He's a depleted asset at this point. Uh, but but there's you know with him potentially settling in the next few weeks, I think that the Deshaun Watson trade rumors will heat up. I don't think that he will play another down for the Houston Texans, but who knows? Anything's on the table at this point. But in the news, what we were gonna talk about is um, Kareem Jackson, a former teammate of Deshaun Watson uh, on the Houston Texans. He now plays for the Denver Broncos. Uh, went on a keep to leave another former Denver Broncos podcast and said uh, that Deshaun Watson uh, wants to be in Denver. He wants to play for the Denver Broncos. And the Denver Broncos have been one of the teams that was rumored uh, to get Deshaun Watson, also rumored to get uh, potentially Aaron Rodgers. They still only have Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater there uh, in Denver. And I just thought that it was interesting that he would say that. Uh, Kareem Jackson is a friend of Deshaun Watson, um, and there's been a lot of lot of other speculation. People saying that uh, Denver is not one of his top teams. Um, there's still teams apparently interested in trading for Deshaun Watson. And if all this clears up, I would expect teams like Denver, uh, teams like uh, Miami, probably depending on how they feel uh, with Tua. Uh, you know, te- teams like that. Uh, that I think the Eagles. I think they would be very interested as well. I think there would still be tremendous... I don't think this story is over. I think the way that I see it going, no criminal charges have been filed against Deshaun Watson. They've all been done in civil court. So even if he gets a suspension, say it's an eight-game suspension, I would feel like it's something along the lines of an eight-game suspension. I think uh, at some point this offseason, the Deshaun Watson rumors are going to heat back up. And I would not be surprised if at some point this offseason he does end up being traded, even if he has to serve that eight-game suspension. And then moving on to the next little bit of news. Uh, and we have a bunch of contract talk. First up, uh, the Dolphins re-signed Jerome Baker, linebacker uh, there, the 24-year-old linebacker, to a three-year, $39 million contract worth about $13 million per year. Uh, he gets a big deal. A lot of speculation that he might not even be back on the Dolphins next year. Uh, PFF does not like Jerome Baker. PFF is one of the lowest graded linebackers uh, by PFF in the NFL. Um, The Dolphins really seem to like him. Uh, Brian Flores spoke uh, about this contract uh, in in interviews, just saying how much they love Jerome Baker. Uh, They love his attitude they love uh you know his drive what he brings to the table and i think he fits the the dolphins scheme really well just as a blitzing linebacker the dolphins used blitz more than almost any team in the nfl last year and that's what jerome baker is so good at he's a smaller speedier linebacker he had seven sacks last year and he's had back-to-back years of 100 tackles so he is a he is a a a good player to have on that defense. I don't think he's a he's necessarily a great player, but at 24 years old, uh, back-to-back 100 uh, tackle seasons, he had seven sacks at the linebacker position last year. He fits what um, what Brian Flores is trying to do on defense. I think this is a signing that makes sense. Um, the Dolphins have a ton of other contract issues that they're they're going to need to shore up this season. Uh, Mike Kosicki, the tight end there, is also a free agent after this year. Uh, Xavier Howard. Uh, 
who we're going to talk about next, had some issues with his contract. Emmanuel Ogba is looking to get a contract extension. Um, but like I said, yeah, Jerome Baker gets that new contract. Uh, maybe a little overpaid, but I, I think it's a high upside player. I think he's a good, not great player right now, but he's young. He fits the scheme. Uh, he, you know, they, they just love him there in Miami. So a good signing, uh, in my in my opinion, for my Miami Dolphins. And sticking with the Dolphins, Xavier Howard, the all-pro cornerback for the Miami Dolphins, uh, holding out of minicamp. You're going to hear a lot of this stuff as as teams get into minicamp here in the offseason. Uh, he wants a new contract. He's just in his second year of a five-year contract extension that he signed just a few years ago. Um, he's one of the highest paid cornerbacks in the NFL, but no longer the highest paid cornerback on his team is Byron Jones, uh, who was signed before last season, uh, is the, is the highest paid corner on the Miami Dolphins. And I think that's where the frustration comes from, from Xavier Howard. This was expected. Uh, a lot of writers within the Miami Dolphins organization, uh, beat writers, uh, just fans expected Xavier Howard to hold out. Uh, he wants more money. He had 10 interceptions last year. Uh, led the team, led the uh, league in interceptions. He tied uh, a team record for interceptions. He was a, a runner-up for the Defensive Player of the Year. I still think he should have won the Defensive Player of the Year, but that's just me. Um, and to, to me, a lot of contract disputes, I try not to talk too much about contracts because you know, a lot of them I just don't care about. I don't really care what people get paid. Uh, you know, People always want to talk about overpaid, underpaid. I don't pay much attention to contracts. Uh, you know, you're worth whatever somebody will pay you. Uh, that's what I think. Uh, if if you're getting paid something, you're not overpaid. Somebody thought you were worth that, so you're getting paid exactly what you're worth uh, to that person. Uh, but with contracts, this Xavier Howard thing makes me wonder why contracts are even signed. I mean, he is not even two years into his five-year deal that he just signed, and now he's holding out for a new contract. Uh, so what is even the point of signing contracts? If you can just sign a five-year deal and then just not like it and say, nope, I don't want to do that. I want to have a new one. And it's like, so what is the point of signing for five years? Why not play year to year? It's like, why, why, like, why sign a five-year deal? It makes no sense. And anytime you want to question uh, players and, and holding out, you know, it's become a cool thing uh, in the NFL um, uh, world in the NFL, as far as writers, fans, everybody, to defend the players at all times. And for the most part, I, I kind of do align with that. You know, I, I root for the players. But, uh, you know, it's just become this cool thing to do. It's what, it's what you have to do to defend the players. But there's also this narrative that if you disagree with a player holding out or you think it's silly that a player is holding out, uh, you're rooting for the billionaire owners. It's like, why would you root for the billionaire owners? Why would you not root for the millionaire uh Foot, uh, NFL players, and it's and and I'm not rooting for the billionaire owners. I could care less how much Stephen Ross makes. I don't care the owner of the Dolphins. I could care less. I'm rooting for my team that I root for to have the cap space to to make other signings. I'm rooting for my team to have good have players on good value contracts and not overpay for every single player. I'm rooting for. A guy who signs a five-year contract and not even two years into his contract says, nope, it's not good enough. I mean, he's making a substantial amount of money. It's not like he's he's getting paid peanuts. To me, it's just ridiculous to, to barely even have started your five-year deal and to already be wanting a new deal. Uh, I don't know how this will play out. 
The Dolphins have made it very clear they like Xavier Howard. I don't think he's going to be traded by any means. Uh, they they very much value the cornerback position. Uh, that's that's what they valued the most, really, since Brian Flores has showed up. I don't think he'll be traded. I think he's a big part of this team. He's the best player on the team. Um, so you know maybe they 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 you know they let him get a new deal. They they give him a, a little incentive. They give him a little extra money here, a, a signing bonus or something. Maybe that happens. I don't think he'll be traded. The way Brian Flores is talking, he's basically saying. Uh, I don't know. To me, it sounds like they don't want they don't want to give him a new contract. They would like to not give him a new contract, and it makes sense to me. He just signed a five year deal. It's not like he signed this deal five years ago, and now the quarterback market is outrageous. Like he signed this, uh, like not even two years ago. So an interesting situation there with Xavier Howard. And speaking of defensive backs holding out from minicamp uh, and in the AFC, sticking in the AFC, Stephon Gilmore, like the all former All Pro defensive back. Former Defensive Player of the Year uh, for the New England Patriots, Stephon Gilmore, um, is also holding out of New England Patriots mini mandatory mini camp. Uh, anybody who holds out of the mandatory mini camps can be fined up to ninety four thousand uh, dollars for holding out of these mandatory mini camps. Uh, Stephon Gilmore currently is the twenty fourth highest paid defensive back in the NFL. Which, I mean, if you know Stephon Gilmore, he's probably a top five, top seven defensive back in the NFL. Even with the injuries and the struggling last year, um, he's definitely better than the 24th uh, best paid corner in the NFL. He's due to make $7.9 million this year. Um, They gave him a little extra money last year on his contract to move some money around. And that's why his contract number is so low. And now it seems like he wants a new contract um, and this is an interesting situation because I, I last year around the trade deadline, there was a ton of rumors swirling that the Patriots were looking to move Stephon Gilmore. And then all of a sudden he got injured, which kind of threw a wrench in that whole thing. And then people were questioning if the injury was really real or if he just didn't want to be traded in the middle of the season. Um, but he's made it very clear he will he does not want to play on his current contract. Uh, we had Jalen Ramsey for the Los Angeles Rams trying to recruit him to come to Los Angeles. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, I don't think, understands how anything works because they don't have any picks to even give to get um, Stephon Gilmore. They don't have any money to give to get Stephon Gilmore. So that's not going to happen. Uh, but definitely is an interesting situation uh, to watch because, you know, Patriots, the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick have tended to move on from players um, too soon rather than too late. They'd rather trade a player a season early then have him on the on the roster for you know a season late. You know he's all of a sudden not playing well. We've seen them move on from guys abruptly, guys like Chandler Jones, guys uh, like Jamie Collins, just just moving on from guys unexpectedly, guys that were still really good players, but just just moving on because you know the, the contract wasn't right or the or, or off the field issues or whatever. Or not. So I would not be surprised to see Stephon Gilmore be traded. Uh, I don't know if there's many. You know, places you could look where he would be a fit. Maybe a team like uh, Seattle. I know they have cornerback knees. Maybe Las Vegas. A team like that that's kind of on the verge of being a playoff contender that is looking for something to improve that defense. Um, but Stephon Gilmore is definitely an interesting name to keep an eye on here in minicamp holdouts. He plans to not attend uh, the Patriots mini camps. And one final note as far as contracts and minicamps go, Daniil Hunter who was expected to hold out of the Minnesota Vikings 
uh, mini camp actually restructures his deal with the Minnesota Vikings. He's been wanting a new deal for a while now. Uh, he did not play all of last year because of injury, and people I feel like have kind of forgotten just how dominant of an edge of a pass rusher uh, Dean Neal Hunter really is. I mean, he he has been really dominant since coming into the league. He's still very young. Uh, he's got he had 14 and a half sacks the, his last two seasons playing. And just a dominant force, one of the most physically intimidating players in the league. He gets a new contract uh, where he will uh, receive $5.6 million as a signing bonus. um, And it gets him to now attend training camp, attend mini camp. He will not be holding out. uh, And and, um, he he now gets an $18 million option for next year um, if he's still on the team. Um, before the new league year, if he gets cut, that money is not owed to him. Then he would be a free agent. Um, so this this is a, a, a deal that's been a while in the making. Both sides have wanted to get this deal done. And Daniel Hunter now back with the Minnesota Vikings. What makes a superstar in the NFL? Uh, we talked about this last year when I went through this segment. Um, and I think I said, what really makes a superstar is, is is a player that, you know, you could ask somebody who vaguely knows about football, football somebody like, you know, my producer, Joe Thiessen, you could ask him, uh, you know, if they knew who this player was, and they could name this player, they would know this player. Not only are they an extremely good player, um, but they're very well known. Guys like Patrick Mahomes, guys like Tom Brady, obviously, guys like, I think, Alvin Kamara. Um, guys like, you know, guys like that, Julio Jones, I think, uh, is in that category. A lot of quarterbacks would be considered in that category. Um, I think there's different levels. There's, there's, there's kind of stars in the NFL. That's players who are really good for their respective teams. Last year, I made the comparison that, you know, Xavier Howard for the Miami Dolphins would be considered a star, not a superstar. Now with the season he had last year, you could maybe consider him a superstar now. He's definitely a well-known player, and most casual NFL fans would be able to name who Xavier Howard is. He was so dominant last year, one of the best um, defensive backs in the NFL. Um, but there are players who are are really good, solid players who just you know they're not they're not the next level. They're not superstars. They're not the guys you're going to see on the NFL promos. They're not the guys you're going to see on the front page of NFL Shop. They're not the guys that are going to be constantly in prime time. You know, they're not those guys. Those guys, like we talked about, are like Patrick Mahomes, Alvin Kamara, uh, Dalvin Cook, guys like that. Uh, and and I think there are seasons where guys really stake their claim as NFL superstars. I think you can have a season where you you just immediately become. You maybe you were not a superstar. Maybe you were an unknown, and you 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 immediately go into a superstar, a good comparison of that I think would be Justin Jefferson this year, a guy who was a rookie uh, in the NFL. And to me, he did enough in his rookie season to already be on that superstar um, uh, level. I think he is there uh, with his da- with his dance move that he does, the gritty. He's a popular player. He's a dominant player. So he will not be on my list of guys who I think could join the superstar club uh, this upcoming season because I think he's already there but I do have another second year receiver that is on my list but before we get into my list of guys that I think can jump into 
uh, that superstar status this upcoming season. I went back and I looked at the players that I named uh, on this list last year, just to kind of hold myself accountable. Uh, and it was it was interesting what I found. Uh, so the first player that I that I I had on my superstar uh, future superstar list was Chris Godwin, the wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And um, this was uh, not a great, not a great pick. Uh, Chris Godwin had just been coming off an incredible season where he he uh, led the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in receiving yards. Uh, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he was second in the league in receiving yards, just behind Michael Thomas. So he was right up there, had a dominant season. I thought he he was just on an upwards trajectory, and by no means. Did Chris Godwin have a bad season last year? But it certainly was not up to the standards of a superstar. I don't think that he took that next step uh, to to becoming a household name. He had 850 yards, seven touchdowns. Still a very good season uh, in only 12 games. So still, I mean, played really well, but not anywhere near the level that he played last season. So didn't quite get there. Uh, My next name that I had... Uh, was Darren Waller, the tight end for the Las Vegas Raiders. I think I nailed that. That is the one that I think I really nailed on this list. Darren Waller, I think, absolutely did uh, play at a superstar level last year. Um, he was he was dominant at times, um, and, and that's kind of what I expected out of him. He, he, he had just been coming off of a, a good, good, not great season. Oh, well, I guess you could call it great. He did have over a thousand yards this season prior, um, but this year he really took things up to another level. He had over a thousand yards again. Uh, he had nine touchdowns and just really took over games uh, for the Raiders. And then Baker Mayfield was one of my other picks. He played a lot better. He was coming off that twenty-two interception season, not looking great. I went on a limb and say he's said he was going to bounce back and become a superstar. That was maybe a little ambitious. He played a lot better, like I said. Still not a superstar. I would not consider him in that category. I also had Kyler Murray, another Oklahoma quarterback. Um, I also wouldn't say that he really became a superstar. So I'm about one for four at this point. Uh, and I'll, uh, Derwin James was my only defensive player. Oh, sorry. No, two defensive players I had. Uh, Derwin James and Tredavious White from the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, Derwin James uh, injured all of last year. Did not play a snap. I had, this, had him on this list before that injury. Uh, so that was disappointing. I think still think he could jump into that superstar category. Uh, and Tredavious White, I guess it would depend who you ask. Um, he's still he's just been so dominant. Uh, I mean, he's in so, played so well throughout his career. Uh, I don't know if if he's. I guess you could say he is a superstar, but I think you really have to know football to know him. But I I think he he's probably up there as one of the one of the better. You know, he's an All Pro. I think I think you could consider him a superstar. So we didn't do. Terrible, I guess. I mean, didn't do great either. But last year, you know, I held myself accountable. Went back and looked. Uh, and this year, I have a few more names of guys that I think can go from good to great, go from star to superstar. And the, we're going to start off with a couple of defensive players. And my first player is a pretty obvious one. I think a lot of people uh, could say this is not going out on a huge limb. But Chase Young. Uh, the edge rusher for the Washington football team. To me, I mean, this guy just has the makeup of a complete 
freak. I mean, a complete dominant pass rusher in the NFL. I think he has the ability to take over games. And we saw that at times last year. He struggled with injuries at times. Wasn't you know It was a tough year for rookies last year. Um, and you'll see a few uh, second-year players on this list that I think are going to take a big jump. And for Chase Young, um, you know, like I said, for rookies, really tough. No training camp, no preseason. Everything was kind of terrible with COVID. This season, things are kind of getting back to normal. Uh, he played still quite well. Uh, you know, started off pretty hot. I think he had a, a sack and a half in his first game against the Eagles. And then kind of kind of fell off a little bit, but then played really, really well down the stretch. Uh, and just had some games where he just made plays that were just incredible. Uh, and he finished with seven and a half sacks in 15 games, 10 tackles for loss, four first f- forced fumbles, four passes defense, and a touchdown on one of those forced fumbles. Uh, and the forced fumbles number to me is just shows how much of a game wrecker he can be. And I think that's that's what to me will make him a star. Uh, somebody like J.J. Watt, somebody like, uh, you know, TJ Watt, uh, another Watt brother, uh, guys who are superstars in this league. JJ may be coming towards the end of that, but in JJ Watt's prime, I think what made him so great is not only this, the huge sack numbers that he had, which is I think Chase Young can get on this fantastic defense, but it's just the ability to completely take over a game, just 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 you know destroy the guy playing across from you, just uh, you know force a fumble, rip a ball away take it back, you know, 30 yards for a touchdown, uh, you know, in, intercept a batted pass and, and run it back for a touchdown. You know, J.J. Watt was playing tight end in his prime at this point. And who knows, maybe Chase Young is capable of that. To me, Chase Young just screams a guy who is just an athletic freak, so big. He looks like the predator. He's got the look of a superstar. Um, and I think this season on that defense, uh, I think he, he is absolutely prime to become um to to become that superstar to take that next step uh for the Washington football team he plays on it on a very talented defense um and and I would not be shocked whatsoever if he led the league in sacks uh this upcoming season so to me Chase Young is a very obvious pick for a guy who is going to shoot into the superstar club at the end of this season and my next player also a defensive player uh, a little bit of an older guy, uh, you know, not a second-year player, but a guy that's just been playing extremely consistent uh, for the Denver Broncos the last few seasons. That's free safety Justin Simmons for the Denver Broncos. He's 27, so a little bit older uh, than a Chase Young. But to me, this guy, I think, has all the intangible intangibles to become that superstar-level safety in the NFL. Um, safeties, I think, oftentimes can get that extra recognition, especially, especially when playing in a really good secondary. Uh, guys like Cam Chancellor on the Legion of Boom, he was probably the third best player uh, on that defense behind Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas. But Cam Chancellor is a guy who's almost remembered more than those two just for his, his, his huge hits, his just game-changing plays. I mean, he was just one of the hardest hitters I've ever witnessed in football, especially in this new era of football. And to me, Justin Simmons uh, is a, is in, in a very similar situation. Uh, that Denver Broncos defense, that Denver Broncos secondary is comparable to that Legion of Boom that we saw in Seattle 
in in the 2000 early 2010s uh, they have so much talent all across the board on that in, on that secondary uh, they have they have uh, Kyle Fuller Ronald Darby Bryce Callahan in the slot and then they drafted Patrick Sertain who many people had as the best defensive back in the draft and then you add uh, Bradley Chubb and Von Miller rushing the passer I mean this defense is loaded uh, and a lot of times when you have a loaded defense like that uh, the guy who ends up making the huge plays and getting all the recognition is often at the safety position and I think Justin Simmons is, is primed to do that because he's a guy who just seems like he's always in the right place at the wrong time or at the right time rather he's always in the right place at the right time uh, he is just all over the field uh, constantly around the ball uh, getting interceptions, um, you know, he's had great interception numbers his whole career. Uh, he had two his first season, two his second season, and then three, four, and five last season. Uh, he was selected to a Pro Bowl last year. Uh, he's he, he's just been one of the best safeties in the NFL the last few seasons. PFF loves him. Um, and like I said, he's a guy who's just a playmaker. He's going he's gonna to get turnovers. He's going to be around the ball. He's going to get interceptions. He's going to get pass deflections. Last year in 16 games, he had 96 tackles combined, five interceptions, and nine passes defense. So a guy who was just around the ball all the time. And then we talked about Deshaun Watson and, 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 and Aaron Rodgers potentially being rumored to go to Denver. Uh, I don't know how likely that is at this point. They seem to be set on Drew Locke and, and Teddy Bridgewater right now. But just imagine if, if Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson ends up on those teams. And this team is actually really good. I think they're just a quarterback away from being really good. Um, you know, That's just going to excel uh, the level of superstardom that the good players on this team have. I think if, if they get a quarterback like that, the attention is going to go towards the Denver Broncos. And people are going to see, hey, Justin Simmons, this guy's extremely good. And then, you know, you look at some of the other safeties, I think, in the NFL that are kind of maybe at that superstar caliber. I know Honey Badger, uh, you know, a lot of people don't think he's very good. I think he's an extremely versatile, uh, incredible player. But I would consider him a superstar in the NFL. Uh, and, and, you know, just other safeties like that. Uh, Harrison Smith, I think, was was at that level for a, for a little while. But I think Justin Simmons could absolutely uh, take that next step and become that uh, that superstar in the NFL because he's just a guy who makes big plays uh, and that's what you look for in, in a game-changing superstar. Moving on to my next player and it's another second-year player um, and it's Jonathan Taylor, the running back for the Indianapolis Colts. This is a player that I was really high on coming into the draft. Uh, he is just a a phenomenal runner. He, he struggled a little bit at the beginning of last season uh, people were thinking that maybe he just was worn out he got a lot of uh, run in college um, on at, at Wisconsin um, you know people thought that maybe he would be worn out and it looked that way early on in his career but later on in that season he really came into his own and really had a fantastic rookie season he finished with 232 carries 1,169 yards, uh, 5.1 yards per carry, 11 touchdowns, and he added in almost 300 receiving yards and a touchdown receiving. PFF gave him an 80.7 grade, which was 10th best in the NFL, um, and just had games where he he took over. I'm, uh, the last game of the season um, in, 
in last uh, last season, he he just went insane. I think he ran for over 250 yards, uh, and that's that's kind of what he's capable of. I think uh, you know you could argue with um, what's his name, Marlon Mack coming back. Marlon Mack, the running back there for Indianapolis, who was injured last season. I think that was a big reason why we saw Jonathan Taylor. Uh, take off is because he had those extra opportunities. Marlon Mack will be coming back. And they do have Naeem Hines, who's a really good receiving back uh, out of the backfield for the Indianapolis Colts. But um, he is, uh, Jonathan Taylor, I think, is a better all-around back than both these guys. You could argue that he's not the receiving back. I think that's something that he can develop. But to me, he reminds me a ton of an Ezekiel Elliott type of running back. He's a guy who can who can just do it all. I mean, he can run you over. He can be that bowling ball uh, of a runner, just a hard runner, gonna fight for a first down. But he can also juke you out of your socks. Uh, you know, he can. You know, he's got that breakaway speed to 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 run away when there's a hole. Uh, he ran a four three nine forty yard dash at the combine. Uh, just a freak athlete. Uh, and a guy who can be a workhorse. We saw it at Wisconsin, just getting so many carries. Uh, you know, he can be that workhorse for them. And I think that's kind of what got Ezekiel Elliott to that superstar status, is he was a guy that they could just lean on in games, and he would take games over. Uh, he would just, uh, you know, you know, he's got all the tools, all the intangibles. I think if Jonathan Taylor uh, continues on the trajectory that he has, he adds a little bit of a receiving game to his game, you know, he doesn't even technically need that. I mean, Derrick Henry doesn't have that, and he's most definitely a superstar in the NFL. Uh, but Indy's got four primetime games. We'll have many chances to see uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, and if he can, you know, continue on this upward trajectory, I really like Jonathan Taylor. I think he's he's a guy who who is absolutely on the superstar trajectory. And then on to another second-year offensive player, uh, and it's a wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, C.D. Lamb. Uh, he's a guy that I really liked, another guy that I really like coming into the draft. Uh, and like I talked about earlier with Jonathan Taylor, with Chase Young, it was so tough for rookies this past year to really come to the NFL. And, and C.D. Lamb by no means played bad. Uh, I th- think he played really well uh, at times. He finished with 74 receptions, 935 yards, receiving in five touchdowns. And a lot of that, all but five games of that, was without Dak Prescott. Uh, and Dak is back this upcoming season. Um, and I think this offense, if Dak can get back to what he was doing last year, I mean, in he last season, he was at a ridiculous pace. I mean, he was on pace for 6,000 passing yards. Uh, if he can get back to even remotely that good, uh, this offense is loaded. Uh, we talked about Zeke Elliott is there. Amari Cooper's been been dealing with with ankle injuries during the offseason. And if that hinders him, I think CeeDee Lamb is, is absolutely capable of taking over uh, as that number one receiver in, in this offense. To me, CeeDee Lamb is just uh, a versatile guy that I, I think... Is, has higher upside than a guy like Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb is a guy you can use all over the field. You can use him in the slot, use him out wide, uh, even hand him the ball in the backfield on end arounds and stuff like that. They did a little bit of that last year. Uh, and his run-after-catch ability, uh, you know, his, his, his spectacular catch ability, he reminds me so much of Odell Beckham Jr. 
Uh, and I think Odell, when he's healthy and when he's in his prime, he's absolutely at that superstar level. And to me, CeeDee Lamb, there's no doubt in my mind, maybe it's not this season, but I think that he's going to eventually get to that point uh, where he's in that superstar uh, you know, tier. And playing for the Dallas Cowboys certainly does not hurt. Wearing that number 88 for the Dallas Cowboys certainly does not hurt. Uh, they're going to get a ton of exposure. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is a guy who can just make incredible plays. His run after the catch ability is, is just uh, one of the best in the league. Uh, he gets open really, really well. And like I said, you, know, you, you can put him in the slot. He creates mismatches. He had that one incredible catch against Minnesota. So he's got that, that wow factor. And to me, CeeDee Lamb, we saw what he did at Oklahoma. There was games where he just literally took over the game at the wide receiver position, which is not easy. I think there's few players that can do that. I think Julio Jones, uh, Megatron back in his prime, obviously Jerry Rice, but I, I didn't really witness Jerry Rice's career. But guys like that uh, are few and far between. I think CeeDee Lamb, um, you know, we talked about Justin Jefferson. I think he's already at that point. Uh, but I think CeeDee Lamb this season and beyond can get to that superstar level. And then one final player that I think could jump into that superstar tier this upcoming level, or this upcoming season rather. Uh, and it's a little bit of a different uh, selection than the rest of these guys. I kind of went younger. Uh, Justin Simmons was was my oldest guy. He was 27, so still not in his 30s. But my final selection of a guy who could jump into that superstar club this this upcoming season is a guy who who's 33, 33 years old. Uh, he's a guy who just joined a a brand new team he just got traded uh, a guy who's been stuck in a tough situation but now we think he's in one of the better situations in the nfl and that's matthew stafford the quarterback of the los angeles rams i talked about i think on the last couple of podcasts uh, how excited i am for this rams team i think this rams team is just set up for incredible success i think matthew stafford is set up for incredible success as well i think that um he's in he's just in a, such a good spot i mean you look at this los angeles rams uh team and there's just so few holes and people have been hyping up matthew stafford going to this team uh you know since since it happened kind of saying that he's an mvp candidate uh you know in, in some people maybe overrating him i don't know if i want to say that he's a shoe-in for the mvp I think it definitely could happen, uh, and I think he's in a great spot for that to happen. But to me, Matthew Stafford, um, he's no longer stashed away in Detroit. He's no longer stashed away in you know on a team that doesn't win anything. He's going to be on a playoff contending team. He's going to be in Los Angeles. His first game is on primetime Sunday night. They have five, five primetime games uh, this season, so he's going to be in the spotlight. And he's just a guy who's played really, really well, even in down years. Last year, 64% completion percentage, over 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. And he's had 4,000 yards in eight of his 12 seasons in the NFL. So just so consistent and just putting up crazy numbers uh, on the Detroit Lions. I mean, if you compare that to Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson's got four seasons out of his nine uh, with with. Uh, 4,000 uh, passing yards. And Stafford is only one year older than Russell Wilson. I think Matthew Stafford um, has a chance to, to, to have an incredible final chapter 
of his career. He's getting closer to the end. I mean, quarterbacks are playing till their, you know, their early 40s now. So he still could have another seven years, seven, eight years in the NFL. I think if if he continues to play at the level that he has played at in Detroit, if he continues to bring that to Los Angeles with much better receiving talent than he had last year with a much better defense, much better coaching. I still think Sean McVay is one of the best coaches in the NFL. If he can bring that, there's no doubt in my mind he takes that next step. And he finally, you know, better late than never, becomes a superstar in the NFL. He becomes a guy like, uh, you know, uh, uh, not maybe Patrick Mahomes level. That's another tier, but maybe a Russell Wilson, a guy like, like a Josh Allen, he's up there with those guys in that superstar tier. I think he's got, he's very capable, very capable of taking that next step. I'm, and I'm excited to see Matthew Stafford uh, and all these guys, I think, that could, could become superstars. There's a few guys that didn't quite make my list. Uh, I, you know, I just couldn't quite put them. I, I thought about uh, Calvin Ridley, the receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. But I felt like he was maybe almost already to that point. And I think that's kind of too obvious. With Julio Jones not there, he's going to be the number one guy. Him and Kyle Pitts there, I think, are going to be phenomenal. And Calvin Ridley, to me, I think is too close to a superstar already. His, his season last year was incredible. Uh, I thought about putting John Johnson, the safety for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he played really well for the Rams last year and just has been a, a phenomenal player. And now he's going to a defense where... I mean, just surrounded with, with with talent there in Cleveland. But that wraps up uh, my segment of players who will be who could become superstars uh, in this upcoming NFL season. Uh, I'm gonna throw it back to Joe before we close. Joe, you said you had something to talk about. I don't know if you still want to talk about it, or if or if the moment is passed at this point. Like, yeah, it is definitely passed. But I was just gonna say okay. that uh, tomorrow. My oh, wife yeah. and I, my wife and I are going to our third ultrasound. Wow. My wife is 20 and a half weeks pregnant and uh, we're finding out uh, the gender. Well, we are not finding out tomorrow, but here's how good Joe is. Like Joe and his wife, here's how good of friends they are to us. This is great. We are, um, we're not going to find out at the ultrasound. We're just going to find out if the baby's happy and healthy. And we're going to give the gender results, either male or female, to Joe and Amy. And uh, they're going to wow prepare these gender cannons for us. This is the us. first time hearing of this. Right? I'm just and uh, they're going to prepare the gender cannons for us. And uh, basically, we're having a party on Saturday with our families. And they're going to give us the correct, correct uh, cannon. And we are going to find out with our families what the gender of our baby is. How exciting is that? That's extremely exciting. Incredible. I remember when I was at that stage, that is one of the most nervous days of my life. Mm -hmm. And it's not even that I even cared. I genuinely didn't care what the gender of the baby was. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't care less if it was a boy or a girl, but just for some reason, just so nervous. Mm -hmm. And just when you find out that it's just, you know, our baby was healthy and everything's, you know, he's great now. Yeah. Um, uh, but just to to see the baby and to see that it was it was healthy and everything was good, mm -hmm. and then to find out that it was a boy, it was just wow. That was an incredible day. That's one of the best days of my life, mm -hmm. honestly. Uh, we found out like right away is the day of, and you guys are gonna have to wait. I can't even imagine the you know, excruciating Wednesday to Saturday. Uh, that's that's tough because like yeah, I know you've been waiting already so long, but mm -hmm. that's gonna feel just so long. 
I know. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not going to talk to you for three days. <laughs> Just completely cut me off. Don't be, don't be like offended if all of a sudden like our <laughs> relationship starts to, you know. You're saying this is the beginning of the end. Yeah, basically. This, this is, is like I'm a saying. really important thing that you're letting me do. And it's going to be the last thing that I do for you. Yeah. We're not going to be friends after this. Anymore. Exactly right. Okay. Fair enough. So by the time you're hearing this, um, Joe's going to know what uh, baby I have. Yeah. And it's, baby it's a, uh, it's going to be a, then you can bleep it out or what? No, you don't think so? <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I'm uh, keeping all of this in. Okay. Uh, uh, that's, I thought it would be a funny thing, but apparently not. I will, yeah, I'll know the gender of your baby. <laughs> uh, you ruined the end of my podcast. Uh, Joe, unless you have anything else you want to talk no. about. That's super exciting. Um, make sure you guys keep, keep you know, you know, Joe and your thoughts and prayers. This mm-hmm. is an exciting time uh, for Joe and his wife. Um, and thanks for listening to another episode. I really enjoyed this episode. I don't know about you, Joe. I thought it was a good one. It was one. a really good one. I really like this one. Mm-hmm. Bit of a long one. I really like it. It is a bit um, of a long one. <laughs> if you guys enjoyed, make sure you share it with your friends. Why the heck, if you like it, would you not want to share it with other people? If you had something that you spent hours every week doing, mm-hmm. you know, something that you love, wouldn't you want people to know about it? Wouldn't you want your friends to share it with other people? Exactly. exactly. Do that for us, please. Why would you not do that? We consider you friends. I hope you consider us friends. So help a friend out and share this with your friends. Leave us a like. Subscribe, please. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It's so much appreciated. Downloads are everything for us. We need Mm. downloads. We need those downloads. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore average Joe show. Tune in every week. Four new episodes, potentially Tuesdays. We've been really <laughs> screwing that up lately. Yeah. Uh, but we'll try to get back on a regular schedule. Uh, just, again, follow us on social media for any updates as far as that goes. But thank you guys for the listen. And we will catch you guys on the next one.